Hey everyone, welcome back to Two G's in a Pod. Two gals on a mission ready to educate, empower and entertain. I'm NG. And I'm MG and welcome back to episode five. We are so buzzing um, that we are halfway through our first season already. Ooh. Please remember to like and share and give us a five star view. Michelle? Yes. We have had many questions because this podcast is all about getting to know your podcast host a little bit more. So we just want to say thank you so much for all the questions that we've had. And Michelle, you're going to start us off. Right. Okay. So I think we'll start with this question. Nicole, what three famous people would you like to work out with and why? Okay. So the three people that I thought of, now this isn't because, well, I mean, they're in the fitness industry, but I thought it's not really for the workout with this one. It's more the energy and the good vibes and the good times that I think I get with them. So the three people that I've put down here are James Smith, Dan Cocktail and Alima Amika because follow them on Instagram. They make me laugh. They've got lots of good knowledge as well, I suppose, but they're all also good looking in their own way as well. So... That's the same people that I've chosen that I'd like to have a workout with. So if you hear this, um, get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were like, actually, we're going to see James Smith soon, aren't we? And Brighton Bright and I. Well, shout out. I'll make my sign before we go. I actually what seen um, that there was a, like, you can go new people in the fitness industry such and get up on stage and talk and I thought you would be great at that so I might put your name up for it oh thanks (laughs) um so my three are well this main one I thought it would definitely be for both of us and it's Tia Toomey Mm -hmm. the absolute queen of CrossFit um anyone that doesn't know who she is so basically when you win the CrossFit games you get crowned fittest on earth she's won it six times um but that's not just why I'd like to obviously train with her um we, I read her book, remember we went to Turf yes. Games and we were reading her book on the plane and this little saying really stuck with us and it was a great motivation for where we were going. And she says, when you're working out or, you know, in a competition, if you're not fainting, being sick or dying, you keep going. Yes. And we took that to Turf Games with us. Yes, we did. <laughs> and I think it's been our motto in all the fitness games since. And it will be in the future. Yeah. Um, and I also love like um, I've watched her documentaries and stuff on YouTube and she seems like such a nice person so she talks about when it was her first rookie year at the CrossFit Games no one obviously knew who she was and she did say that people weren't actually the nicest to her so now when any new rookies come in for the first year she's so nice to them and you can actually see it like always fist pumping people giving them high five so I just think that's amazing Um, and I think you do find that see if you celebrate other people's success like never see anyone as a competitor that's like big them up it actually makes you do better Mm -hmm. I think so that's number one mines are all actual crossfit because I'm a bit crossfit obsessed at the minute but I was laughing at myself because if this question was asked about three years ago I was Les Mills daft Mm -hmm. so it would have been three Les Mills people (laughs) so the second one is actually Rich Fronin and he's he was fittest man on earth a couple of times years ago but now he's the kind of like group champ for the teams um he's also got a really successful gym called mayhem and loads of people that go to the games like come from his gym so he must be doing something right (laughs) yeah i'd love to go there if we're ever in america um we will go there and actually me and you've added to our bucket list that we want to go to the crossfit games don't we we have like to watch yes (laughs) well you never know Never know. I knew you would put Tia to me. Tia to me would be on my list, but I thought I'd go a wee bit different, so it's not the same answer. That's it. You knew I would go for her. She's our gal. Yep. So, next question. Oh, wait, have you given two? 
Oh, my third one, just, third one. Third one was just another crossfire. Um, Catherine, David's daughter, and that's also because she looks friendly. I think we've got the same values. Oh, I'll check you. It's all, about, <laughs> all about being friendly. It is. It's all about the friendliness and the community. Yes. Okay, so I will go in with my next question. I can't remember who asked us this, but we'll keep it anonymous. So what is something... Oh, I do remember who asked us this. What is something that you preach, but you find awful challenging too? Now, this was a hard one, eh? Um, mm. So I would... I'm very good at telling people to take time out, to have time off from whatever it may be, like time off from work, time out um, from being a busy mum, time out from the gym, like you need to rest and recover. Um, But I'm not very good at doing it myself. I sometimes struggle to take time off work. I feel like I always need to be working and doing something. I struggle to take time off the gym just because it's it's like brushing my teeth. I do it so often um, that I love it. And then sometimes I struggle, like, sitting in my bum, I feel like I should be doing something, so, yeah. yeah. I think there's probably quite a few that we do preach and encourage our clients to do that we still struggle with because at the end of the day, we are still human, but we've worked so hard to make those voices quieter. So the thing that I put down was about negative self-talk and being really tough on yourself and when things, when you don't feel like you've performed at your best. So I always say things like, one hot day doesn't make the summer, we have that always something approach within ENG rather than all or nothing. But I sometimes do still struggle with stuff like that. But it's definitely gotten better over the years. But it's still something that I find myself sometimes going into default. But like I was saying, the voice is a lot quieter now. And it's it's probably a lot of um, thoughts such as being like failing or, you know, why can you not stick to those standards? Do I restrict or go into that kind of punishment mode and I know that's what a lot of the clients that I work with go through in their heads um but the difference now I would say that again the voice is quiet and I've worked really hard to do that and I make it an absolute must that um, I've got anchor points throughout my day and my week that I know keep me happy and healthy also another key thing here that's really helped with that over the years is I really look at my environment not just the space that's around me or where I'm spending my time but who I'm spending my time with um so yeah it's still there but it's something that you've probably worked on yourself Michelle over the past few years and it's something that I've really worked on just to make sure that no you have the power you've got the power to keep that voice quiet and make good decisions that's for your happiness and your health yeah absolutely because that is everything isn't it happiness and health right next question Mm -hmm. out of the two of us who's the bad influence (laughs) well I think we can both agree, and maybe people are thinking that we're just saying this, but I would say we're as bad as each other sometimes, <laughs> but we go through cycles. Sometimes you're the, the worst influence, and sometimes it's me, depending on our mood, depending on what's going on, depending on how much drink we've had. Yeah. There's a lot of different um, variables there, but yes, we are both as bad as each other, yes. depending on the, the time of year you get us. I know. <laughs> And um, yeah, we, as always, we do go through phases. I actually remember, and I, it's about like say it's environment. So actually, when we were over in Ibiza just recently um, mm-hmm. for your thirtieth, and I remember, so it was like the boys were the good influence. They actually wanted to go home, and I remember you're like Michelle, we, the boys want to go. We need to go, and I'm saying to you, 
nah, I don't want to go. Can we just stay and dance? You're like, we really can't. So then I'm like, oh, that was me that was probably trying to be the bad influence then. Yes. Then we'll go through phases where you'll be like, right, come on, let's go out. Um, and then we're very easily influenced by each other in mm-hmm. the good ways and the bad ways. Bad so ways, yeah. People think we're just making that up, but we genuinely are very mm-hmm. similar. No regrets. No, no regrets. regrets. Never. <laughs> Okay, next question. Did you just ask a question there? I think I asked you that I one. think you did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like this one. If you didn't do the job you were doing just now, so in the kind of fitness world, what would be your alternative job? Now, I found this really difficult um, because I went back and forward and I've been in the fitness industry as long as I can remember, since I was 16. So I cannot picture doing anything else. But I, I did take a... It was a kind of break. I was still teaching some form of fitness when I worked on the cruise ship Um, and actually at a point in time I had got really out of the gym and I wanted to work my way up um, on the cruise ship to become assistant cruise director so that was um, in charge of all the entertainment we were entertainment staff you then got assistant cruise director and then top cruise director so um, and actually do you know when I was thinking about this I wish back then Instagram was a big thing Mm -hmm. we had it and when I scroll right back to my first post it was a picture of me and like the Bahamas or something I think I got about five (laughs) likes not that it's about the likes but see if Instagram was big back then I'm like I could have been a travel influencer which I think would have been great yeah vlogging vlogging yeah and even when we were in Porto that holiday I was like Liam I wish I was a travel influencer I love this like I love documenting different things about cities and it would encourage you to go on holiday try new things like try the local cuisine try different things about going on holiday because that's what I find we could actually go on holiday and like walk for miles discover like things that are off the beaten track and I would love that so travel influencer <laughs> um, <laughs> you can pop on it can still do well still be on the vision board um the only thing like say with the moving up in the cruise ship world is I guess it does if you fully commit then you know it can be hard to obviously have a family um, and things like that people do it but Apart from that, what I had a couple of answers here. Um, in school, I wanted to get into fashion. I really did like fashion. Not very great at it fashion anymore. Fashion yeah, <laughs> Kind of lost all of that. Um, I've also got down here to own a cool, like, bar or cafe. Yes! Owning a cool cafe. Yes. That would be nice. Uh-huh. That would be one. Um, so, so I think it's always been, I've always been destined to work in a job with people. And I've actually wrote down here, um, I, I'm not definitely not destined to work in maybe like a factory like you know behind the scenes <laughs> well <laughs> apart from see when I'm hungover and this is why I know that this just does not align with me when I'm hungover sometimes I'm like I wish I worked in a factory so I don't need to deal with anybody just let me put labels on stuff and not speak to anyone and that's when I'm like no that's not me so that makes that means that that doesn't align with my values. Yeah, the factory <laughs> worker definitely isn't you. That's what I wouldn't do. <laughs> Nothing to anyone that does that. I think it'd be great if oh, that's yeah. for you, but I think I'm a people person. So, yeah. What would you do if you didn't work in the fitness industry? So, I just had one answer and it came right away. And it, you maybe already know this about me, but I've just put dancer. Yeah. I fucking love dancing and I'd have loved to have been a dancer. I did try after high school, but maybe just didn't have what it... <laughs> it took but no I've put down there I'd love to have been a dancer I actually follow this girl on Instagram um that I just 
could imagine I'm like I would love your life sometimes like she's always got cool outfits on she's podium dancing in Ibiza she's spending days in the sun I'm like oh my god I can actually do that and I would love it yeah <laughs> absolutely love it just you know you know up there dancing shaking my ass like, yeah it would be bloody amazing and then imagine seeing like people you know and you're like oh yeah come backstage anyway um but I just I just love the buzz that dancing gives me it does actually tie into the energy a group environment gives mm -hmm. you as well I think that's why I love it so much like you were saying there about like people person I love being around people um that's why I love our team training days so much and I just love how dancing makes you feel good about your body and mm -hmm. I think it's why I love helping other women find ways to help them feel good about their body it doesn't have to be dancing but whatever it is and just helping them find a way or doing things and activity or whether it's a behavior a habit that helps makes them feel good about their body so yeah I just love the feel good factor of dancing so I'd definitely be a dancer I would I have always said about a cafe as well I'd love to have a little cool cafe people just come in little community vibe make the decor really cool selling I don't know really healthy granola balls <laughs> and then it could turn into like a disco night where you could be the dancer yeah oh yeah oh right you can give us a business investment for that well that's funny because that was always kind of one of mine as well I, I didn't quite picture myself doing it but I, like when I was on the cruise ship and we were also in the same entertainment team as the dancers but they were the professional ones we just had to grab people up and dance but I did used to look and think oh my god like I would love to have done that um and it was funny because they had obviously put in so much work when they were young to now have a really nice life on the cruise ship like they mm -hmm. they only maybe worked you know two hours at night where obviously I was like right I've not put that work in all throughout my younger years but now I need to work seven hours a week <laughs> So, yeah, the tables have turned there. But, um, right, next question. Some of these get quite deep. I really love them. So this was a great one. When was the turning point for you, Nicole, that you started to change your lifestyle and what inspired you? Oh, I know this one right away. Um, So I would actually say the turning point was during COVID time. So <clears throat> I know COVID was horrible in many, many ways, but I feel that um there was a lot of, positives that came out of it in terms of my own personal experience so I feel like it gave you time space rest a chance to actually recharge and really evaluate life you know I came away from it thinking I wanted more I had more to give I went through a lot of kind of like personal development and just working on me through that time because you had again like I was saying you had the time and the space to do so um and you know I, I came away thinking I really want to help others as well just realize their full potential and feel like they can achieve anything they want to achieve because that's the kind of process that I went through and I thought I really want to go for things and at the time I didn't really know what that was but I would definitely say that that's when the turning point of my lifestyle changed because I knew that what I wanted wasn't actually in line with how I was living at that time um, and really I've, I've written down here actually that there really is no limits to what you can achieve or what you think you can achieve it's only you that puts the limits on yourself so fucking go for it whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> I love that and I actually remember during uh, COVID me and you were out for a walk and you were you were telling me you're like I feel like I've got more to give I, I want to help people I've, I've got this in me that I, I can and I was like yeah you go for it girl Amazing. What about you, Mish? So mine's isn't in a couple of different stages. I looked right back to where it all began and then I've, I've kind of thingied it from there. So 
actually forgot to mention this in the Ibiza podcast last week, but a big turning point for me is actually when I ended up in hospital in Mm -hmm, Ibiza. Ibiza. You'll remember that. Um, Ibiza's got a lot to answer answer for. So it has. And I'll never know if this was down to my eating disorder. It wasn't that I was like severely underweight. It was that my st- I had an ulcer in my stomach that had basically burst. And th- that was a big turning point for me because that's when my eating disorder changed. I almost forced myself to believe that it was from all the damage I had been doing to my body. So I, that was me. I was like, right, I cannot be sick anymore. So it was a huge turning point, which was fab. Um, then obviously after, so let's say, Nine years on from that, I'm going to say, um, was really probably quite fit, healthy, done hundreds and hundreds of cardio. But I took progress pictures and looking at my pictures, and I'm laughing here because Nicole, I've sent them to you, and I think I captioned them half moon. Uh, no, half moon. <laughs> was it for, for your bum? It was my bum. Oh, was it not happy bum, sad bum? Or yeah, <laughs> happy bum, sad bum, or like half moon, full moon, because yeah. my body, honestly, and this was from the back, so you couldn't see my face, looked so sad. Um, then I then I had say I'd started training and stuff, so I had the comparison from where I was to where I am, where I was when I sent you them, and it was so crazy how without seeing my face, my body looked sad. I was very I was thin, but I was I was fit, but I had no muscle mass. It was like it was just really sad looking. I maybe share them one day, but it's my bare bum that's out, so who knows? And um, but anyway, so that was a major turning point for me. I thought right, I want to. I want to be stronger. I want to put on muscle mass. So obviously, I tried myself for a while. But as you know, if you want to get somewhere fast, you are better getting professional help. And then I was turning 30 and I was like, right, I had heard of Joe Parrish for so long. I knew that he got people who were already in shape in amazing shape. And that's, I knew by this point, I thought, right, okay, I'm in okay shape, but I could be so much better. Um, I thought, I'm only 30 once. I wanted to do it right and I signed up with Joe, and that was a, a big turning point for me. I, I knew it was going to be a process of change. I couldn't keep doing what I'd always done because I wasn't getting anywhere. I'd been trying to do the same things over and over. Cardio, calorie deficit, blah, 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 blah. Body shape was not changing. So, um, yeah, there's a few different turning points for me. I think what inspired me to do it was, one, I was forced to do the first thing, which was great. Then the second one was... Um, being unhappy with where I was, knowing that I was capable of more and then actually re- put my hand up saying, I need help. And it's hard, I think, when you're in the fitness industry because you think you you can do it yourself. Yeah. But, and I mean, I could have, but it, it took me so much longer. Mm-hmm. I thought, right, for your 30th, it's, you're worth it. You're only 31s. Go for it. Yeah, I think as well, sometimes, not a mistake that people make, but just something that happens is you wait till it gets to you know, that help SOA stage before Mm -hmm. you actually reach out for help. But the better that we become aware of our needs and what they are and what we, how we want to live our life before it gets to that stage, it's going to be better in the long run because you're reaching out for help before it gets to the "Ah, help me stage. So I think a key takeaway from that is if you feel like you want to make a change, but you're not really sure how to get there, it's just reach out for help. Even if it's just asking someone doesn't have to be signing up for anything. Um, it could just literally be reaching out to a friend, to a family member, to a coach. You know, like a lo- majority of coaches will be quite happy to help you with a few different questions. You just have to put your hand up and say, hi, can I get some help? Yeah. And it is scary. Like, I remember signing up with Joe, and it was the most money I've ever spent on myself. And it was really, uh, oh my God, this is scary. But I thought, well, I can either keep going how I am and, and be stuck or I can take this leap and, you know, what is the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. Um, it's changed my life completely in so many ways. Um, 
Yeah. Well, so, it goes back to that first episode of mm-hmm. feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Yes, it sounds bloody scary at yep. times, but what's the worst that could happen? There's going to be two paths anyway, whether you choose or not, but it's better to think, I'm glad I've tried that than, oh, what if? Yeah. Right. So, Mish, I've got another quenny oh. for you. So, Michelle. Yes. Is there anything that you wish you had the courage to do? Is there something you're maybe not done, and if you had lots of courage and bravery, what would you do? This was really hard. I love this question, and this girl is fantastic. She is. That's a girl. It's a wee shout out, probably episode, and she's going to be on the on the podcast. She is at some point. So. Um, and in a way, I was quite proud because there's loads of things that actually I've wanted to do, and now I've got the like I've got the courage and I've done it. But obviously, mm-hmm. there's always going to be something bigger, better, blah, blah blah blah. So just recently, I wanted the courage to sign up and do this nutrition course. It'd been on my head, and again, I'm going, oh, I don't really want to spend that money, blah blah blah. blah. But I've just had the courage and I signed up to it just last week. Um, because I thought, you know what, that knowledge is going to not only help me, it's going to majorly help my clients, and that knowledge will stay with me forever so Mm -hmm. I thought you know it's worth every penny so I had the courage to do that but that's already done so next one is this is quite sound might sound quite simple but is to go on holiday more to travel and to live a bit more Mm -hmm. um you know life is very very short I'm sometimes a bit oh no I need to save and this that the next thing but I want the courage just to live more and do what I want um and then Courage to basically go and maybe open a wee facility of her own. A gym, the place to be. Yes, to be continued. (laughs) We'll leave leave that there. Yeah. Um, So I suppose, was that you finished me? Yeah. Yes, Uh uh-huh. So I've got, see, I'm not really quite as clear on it just now because I'm still trying to work it out myself, but a couple little things that I'd put down here was, kind of like you were saying about travelling, but I'd like to be able to maybe have the courage to, take my life abroad at certain parts of the year but due to maybe where I'm at um, where I am at the moment in terms of kind of life circumstances I've just not kind of worked out how I do that yet and obviously it's that fear of change because that's a big change and again another big change is as a lot of you know I am juggling teaching and coaching at the moment so I think if I had a little bit more courage and I don't know a little bit more of feeling the fear and doing it anyway attitude then I'd maybe like to try and get away from the classroom to have more energy and more time to concentrate on my E&G community and helping them more and helping even more women as well. It's not to say I don't like teaching because I still love the teaching aspect of it, but you don't know what you don't know. It's about maybe taking that jump sometimes and no one can ever take my teaching degree away from me. That's always going to be there. But if I don't try and do other things, then how will I ever know? So again, that's maybe something like our last question of what do you preach a lot of but mm-hmm. find challenging yourself? And I suppose we find that challenging as well, don't we? It's about yep. taking that jump. But if anyone wants to give me a good nudge, then feel free to do so. I'll give you a nudge. <laughs> so, Mish, okay, on to our next question. What is your most embarrassing story, Michelle? Oh, this is a hard one. And... I, think, I don't think it's quite embarrassing. It's probably just a wee bit of 
funny, but um, so it was all back on the cruise ship days, and as we know, we're entertainment staff. So one night they were said, Michelle, right, you have to host like the pool party. So you're up beside the pool. We had to do all the line dances. Usually I would just do the line dancing. They said you need to host it on the mic. So I was really nervous. Way too many drinks. Um, and we were our home port at the time was Baltimore. So everyone um really struggled with the Scottish accent. Could not understand me when I was sober. Add 10 vodka cranberries. They could not understand a thing. And uh, there's me on the mic going. And you know, just when like, I always just think when I was younger, reps sounded so much better with an English accent. Like uh-huh. when you were standing outside a pub, you're like, come in guys. <laughs> it was not the same. <laughs> that was not English. <laughs> but in the Scottish right. accent, it just was not the same. So there's me on the mic going, come on guys, a heel toe, here we go. <laughs> and nobody could understand me. It was a complete mess. So I was pretty embarrassed the next day, but... I had a, actually had probably the best time, but um, no one else did. That's what I was going to say. I bet you had good, a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose, Mike, so there's probably a lot of embarrassing stories, but only so much of those I'm probably, in fact, going to be allowed to share on the pod. Um, well, not allowed, but I just won't let you know them. <laughs> so the, I suppose one of them that kind of stood out that I don't mind sharing was um, I was dancing on the bar in Ibiza, as you do. And you all know that I'd loved to be a dancer. So, you know, giving off the, the good old podium dance moves or so I thought. And I fell right in my ass. Definitely wouldn't um, make the cut make for a podium cut. dancer. And I was probably more hurt than embarrassed at the time because it was bloody sore. So, yeah, that, that's my yeah, good old... a sore one. I think you were like... Yeah, it was... Shoulder yeah, something. lots of bruises. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure I sprung right back up. You know what it's like when you fall, but you don't really want anybody to see. Obviously, there was loads of folk because it was a busy bar, but sprung right back up there so that nobody could really see. I think there was people, like, obviously trying to help and see if you were all right, but I was fine at the time, so the next game day. I've just actually thought of one, and it was, um, it was in Bohemia. <laughs> so we've not got that, like, you know, when you're holiday, you can get away with some stuff, but uh-huh. in Bohemia, and, like, um, me and Liam were quite drunk, we are dancing away, and we're on the, on the, the bench, you can dance on the table, and he's picked me up on his shoulder on top of the bench, and the, uh, um, obviously, bouncers came over and tried to chuck us out, and we both said, oh, sorry, we do this, we're gymnasts, we don't, <laughs> please don't chuck us out, we really know what we're doing, we're just a wee bit drunk. <laughs> And Robbie's like, yeah, they're gymnasts, it's fine. <laughs> but, oh, we're so embarrassing when we go out. Yeah, you know, if you're having a good time, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Right, last question then, and this is a great one. So, Nicole, who's the one person that inspires you the most and has made the biggest impact on your life? Well, this is going to be really cheesy, and I probably use you as this all oh. the time, but I put Michelle. <laughs> I think you're a total boss when it comes to your business. You care for your clients so much. You've been my absolute rock for years, um, and you're that gal that you could phone um, any time in the morning with no judgment at all. I also love your muscles. <laughs> um, I suppose another one as well would probably be our coach, Joe. I yeah. think... The people that I think when say inspire me are the people that's that's probably got a big impact on me. I don't really think of like a celeb when it's like who's your inspiration. It's more who's had an impact in my life. And ever since joining up with Joe, my life has definitely just went up with the positives. And he's definitely something that someone that I look up to to give me inspiration. Um, and someone who I would you know love to um, emulate his behaviors, his habits. 
yeah, just Michelle and Joe. Oh, Michelle and Joe. No, thank you so Four much. Um, well, you're going to laugh, but you're on my list as well. <laughs> Remember, we were actually at a Joe Parrish event or a high-performance coach event, um, and Joe basically asked us, like, right, okay, write a letter to someone that you want to thank. It's had a huge impact on your life. Um, it could be, like, someone past, someone present. It could be to yourself. You want to write it up, basically put it in an envelope. And then we went out that night. We had mm. drinks and stuff like that. And I said to Nicole, do I, um, who's your letter to? And then she was like, well, I was going to give you this list later and believe it or not, we both wrote our letter to each other without anyone knowing, obviously, at the time. And remember, we read it out to each other as if it was bloody our marriage vows. <laughs> <laughs> Two of our friends were there yeah. with us it and it was, they were like, that is so funny. So it was amazing. a huge impact. You inspire me to be better. Like you encourage me to um, try new things and put myself out there and just keep on giving me a, a kick up the backside just to keep being me. So absolutely yeah. you. Joe's down there as well. I had a huge impact on both of us and just really lives his life like really in line with his values and everything he does is just, it all makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's, abs- it's absolutely such an inspiration. Um, and I've wrote down here, Mr. Liam Healy. Oh. <laughs> it's funny because, now we won't tell him this and doesn't let us in the podcast anyway, so we won't hear this. Yeah. Nobody tell him. Just like we daft, it's not even with daft things, but I don't even realise it's happening. So like, he'll do something and then later on, like I'll want to do it. And I'm like, I had no idea that you were inspiring me without actually, um, like, the weightlifting. I think what to get in at weightlifting, I've always seen him doing it. Um, I can't even think off the top of my head, but just be small things. And then he'd be like, you're copying me. <laughs> but I won't hear this anyway, so we won't tell him. Don't. Anyway, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have learned a little bit more about us now. Um, you can always send in questions if there's anything else. We'd also love to hear some of your embarrassing stories. Get them in. Yeah, that would give us a good laugh. Yes. It's really hard to think. I bet more stories will come to us when we get off the off the mic. Um, but thank you so much. That was episode five. We are really excited for episode six. I think that's going to be more of an education one. We're going to be talking about habits. Habits. Well, that's a good one. That was a request from one of our lovely listeners. Um, habits, why it's hard to make the change. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. going to be one of the educational podcasts, which we're looking forward to. Again, thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.